Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode number 596 titled Is E3 Dead? This is a show about gaming, Xbox, anything else we want to talk about. I am one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob, also known as Presar, and with me as always, I got my good buddy Mark. Hey everybody, it's Mark AK Wingman 709. The Wingman has landed. He has landed and a perfect <laughs> touchdown. As usual, you know it real, real quick. Uh, we are not affiliated with Microsoft or the Xbox in any way. This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Microsoft Xbox. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of Microsoft. I was just looking at that number 596. We're almost at 600. That is oh. crazy. I don't know. We're going to do anything for 600. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. Record? Not yeah. <laughs> Not that it's significant. I mean, is six hundred really any different than like five ninety nine or six oh one? I suppose we could uh might be fun to bring people in. Yeah, or something. If anybody wanted to join, we could we can invite people into our new program here. Oh, that's right, yeah. <clears throat> so we just is, we just invite directly on here and I'll see them all on there. Is there a limit? To people on this, I don't know. I no, I've not a, double, not a, not I got a double check. No. <sighs> but anyway, uh, what have you been playing lately? Looks like you got a couple two tree things. I got a couple of things. So uh, obviously, um, gems of war. So um, that's still going. Um, I also, of course, played some Fortnite, but not as much. This week, I actually played that the least, I think, about just about everything, um, okay. surprisingly enough. Um, I may, I may have tapped out, <laughs> you know, I might have, uh, got my fill of it until Overdone the next it. season. So, but I think the next season still is like a, a four weeks away. I don't yeah. think the next one comes out till the middle of March. So yeah, this will be good. Right. Good little break from it. I was thinking about that just, uh, now while. I was looking at what you've been playing in our show notes and I was yeah. like, I'm like level 68, 67, something like that. And you know, I've got what four weeks yeah. to, uh, to get that last 30. I got to get to a hundred. Got to get in there. Yeah. Got to get those. Yep. I got to um, get all those I skins hit- that I never wear. Exactly. No, you just got to get, you got to get the hundred. It's like, you have to, I don't know for me, like, I got to hit a hundred. Anything after that's gravy. You know, I'm like at 151 now. And uh, wow. I'm like, eh, I'm good. So far, I don't see. I'm getting some additional characters, eh. like those crystal looking ones, but I think they all look terrible this time. Yeah. Um, so there's really, right now, there's really nothing for me to play for. I've just been playing with my kids. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no real incentive anymore to keep going. Um, yeah. We'll see if what if they add anything super special in the next four weeks so now you got a lot of time to play deep rock because update 33 came out yes yes and we did play deep rock you and i did a little this week a couple times but it was before the update so yeah i know we're going to attempt to get some time in tonight after this recording of the show Woo-hoo. so but after we record say after we record post process and then publish this episode out to the fans so then we can play Got to work first, Rob. 
speaking of which i can uh i can do my thumbnail right now so i don't have to do it later <laughs> yeah get it ready get it ready um yeah so we did we played some deep rock and uh i also did some minecraft dungeons big shout out to comrade for helping me get like what's the hardest achievement in the latest dlc i don't know she knew some kind of trick man and she was able to play the lat you know it was like i don't even know what it was it was apocalypse plus level 20 i don't know it was like super duper hard and she went and beat it so <laughs> while i was in there um there's a little trick you can do basically kind of give you some pretty high level health um so i got a couple things to do i played a little more minecraft dungeons um i did play deliver us the moon and i've actually completed that this week so i did finish the game and i'm a little irritated at one thing uh this is all i'm going to say about it is so as everybody knows i've talked about i followed a guide and um I will say this. If I didn't follow a guide, I would have never finished this game. I don't. It's, it's one of those puzzle type of games that I really don't believe I would have figured it out. You know, I, I might've been able to play the majority of the game, but I would have had to go to a guide several times to figure out what to do. So what you're saying is you need to be smart to play the game. I'm dumb. I'm just saying I'm dumb. So, but, uh, but I, so the, the guide, this guide also, you're going to get every achievement, right? Well, I got all but one and the one I missed was reading the comics. So I guess somewhere along the way you can pick up the comic, but you actually have to hit X to read the comic, which doesn't really do anything. It just, cause you're looking at the cover and you can see what it says, but if you hit the button, it just basically puts the words that are on the cover on your screen. So somewhere along the line, I guess I didn't hit read on one or multiple of the comics. All I did was pick them up and that didn't count. So I have one achievement that and there's, I am not going back through the entire game <laughs> just to do that. I'm like, no way I'm going to live with it. <laughs> so I have that blight on my thing. So, so close yet so far away. It's frustrating, but I, deleted the game and i'm like i i had to because i'm like i'll it'll annoy me and i just got to get it off my screen off my drive hopefully behind me and i will i can then you know if it's out of sight out of mind i will be able to move on because it does it annoys me there's one achievement in the game but i would basically have to play through the whole thing again to get it no i don't want to do that <laughs> so anywho I hear you. um we'll talk oh, about the that way. game what kind what? of garbagey guide did you use where it didn't tell you that? I guess I didn't use a very good one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But um, we will discuss this in detail uh, and spoilers and all that on on episode 598. So that'll be in two weeks. So you guys have another two weeks to play the game. Um, and then we'll talk about it. And uh, again, Share your comments on the thread in the Facebook group, and we will share your thoughts and comments as well. You can send voicemails in to us uh, prior to that episode if you want to share your thoughts um, or even an email. We can read that too. So, um, And then I actually booted back Gears 5 back up. I never did finish the campaign. I don't really know why. 
Um, so I played it a couple times this week and I'm progressing. Um, yeah, I just moving on and playing it. It's a great looking game. It's, it's gears. It's fun. I don't know why I stopped, uh, before. So, but I'm working on that. going to try to actually finish the campaign. Um, and then they put out a campaign DLC. So I have that to look forward to if I, if I want to, after I complete the campaign story. So, okay. so that's what I'm doing right now. It's what I've been playing. So quite a bit of different things. I got puzzle games. I got shooters. Um, I've got action games, shooter, 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 <laughs> no, three shooters, two puzzle games and, uh, and, uh, and an action game. Something like, yeah. A little bit of variety this week. How about you? Did you get anything in? Um, a little bit. Uh, so played that Deep Rock um, that one day that we played, and I did my Call of Duty Mobile Clash of Clans. That's really about it. Um, outside of that, I did. Um, I installed a whole home humidifier, which is a big pain in the butt, oh, and I did here a we, garage here door we go. opener. Here we go, leading us off track again. I know. And the garage door opener was a treat because in Chicago, it's in the single digits, but at least, uh, at least you can work with, uh, the garage door closed inside the garage. Yeah. It's still, still cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's and cold the, here. Believe it or not. We're actually getting snow right now. We got oh yeah. snow. We get snowed yesterday. And then what we got mostly disappeared. I, we still have it in the grass, but you can, like, you can see our grass and my mm-hmm. driveway all melted today, but now it's snowing again and it, we're in a winter storm watch. It's supposed to snow from all night tonight, all up until late afternoon tomorrow. So, uh, do, we, they, we, do they handle the snow well over there? No, we don't even, they don't even have equipment to clear yeah. it. Okay. So, but it, it typically melts pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but we could, this, this stuff could, this, depending on how much we get tonight, it could last. So. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. Here in the Chicago area, they can handle snow. Yeah. Well, you guys get it every year. So we, we yeah. don't get a lot out here. Yeah. So. It's, it's probably over there. It's like a treat for the kids, right? Um, It's snowing. My youngest was so excited. He was been, I think I told you a couple of weeks ago, he was like just begging for it. Please snow, please snow. Yeah. And then yesterday he was upset. There's not enough to go out and build a snowman. <laughs> Mike, we'll give it time. We're getting more the next day. Yeah. So he should put it in the freezer to <laughs> yeah. store it for later. I already you know, have like, something called ice. <laughs> but and anyway. it's cleaner. And it's cleaner than the stuff outside. So yeah. No, but here it's nice because in in Seattle area, we get, it just comes down slow mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like your flaky snow that just comes down oh, yeah. and it lands everywhere and it sits there. Like I'll have a fence, like the first year I was here, my, my deck, the railing, I went out and measured at 18 inches after two days. Oh, wow. And it was just piled up and it was like that the branches your mailbox, everything, it just keeps piling up because mm-hmm. it doesn't like, we don't, it's not windy. Usually this time of year, 
you know, and it's just, it's nice and soft, but it's wet. So it's heavy, but it, it just piles up on it. Yeah. And, and it's so beautiful to see it just blankets everything. I bet instead it looks of just really, blowing yeah. and drifting. So I bet it looks really good on all the evergreens on the yep. mountains and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's that. gorgeous. Yeah. So, but anyways, back to gaming. Sorry, folks. Um, is that it? What you played then? Yeah. I can't really think of anything. Oh, there was a game. Uh, I tried on my PC. So there's a number of games that are blockchain related games. So blockchain, you know, think Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, whatever else, all the altcoins and stuff. And uh, what some of these games do is they use a blockchain of their own for various um, purposes. Like, Like there's this one game, it's kind of like a Diablo clone. And it looks interesting. I never tried it because I wasn't sure if I would really get into it too much. But what's interesting about it is that it is sort of like a Diablo-ish clone. And as you collect items within the game, some of the items are blockchain items. So think of like, you know, like legendary level items or blockchain items. So you might get some kind of fancy I don't know, sword or whatever it might be. And that item is uniquely yours. And you can actually like take it out of the game on a crypto exchange or sell it to people. Because again, it is unique. There's, you know, technically no other one. Yeah, only one of its kind. And there's rarity in it. Hmm. So. You know, that always kind of piqued my interest. And then there was a, a new game that uh, it's still kind of early access and stuff. And uh, when I see it, I, I think sort of along the lines of Battle Breakers, but without the Battle the Breakers, pop, you know, without popping the gems, you know, okay. you know, where the, the, the characters are fighting and it's, it's very much got like the Battle Breakers art to it. I don't know what you would call that. It's not anime, but. You know, where the characters are kind of like swaying around, they're like moving. So they take the static image and then animate it to move. But uh, what was interesting about this is I was like, you know, because I I saw some play of it. I'm like, this looks like it might be interesting to try, right? And so you go through the process and, you know, you install the game. And then, you know, I started up the game and it goes, you know, this application is trying to use your webcam. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Exit. (laughs) Exit (laughs) immediately. And uh, I I haven't decided what I'm going to do with it. I'm probably just going to uninstall it. But that was really surprising to me. You know, it's an interesting game. And uh, why is it using a webcam? I I don't think there's any purpose for it. But uh, listening to you, and yeah, learning exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, I, I did try Nine Chronicles, but uh, if any of our listeners ever come across it, just beware about the webcam thing, which is funky. I might give that other game, was it, I think it's called Lost Legends, I might give that one a try, but 
yeah, that's, that's about it for me. Just uh, really that stuff. All right. So moving on, if you uh, listen to us or wherever you listen to us, please rate us five stars or thumbs up or whatever. It helps us get noticed on the platform of your choice. And we appreciate you guys doing that for us. Uh, we've got, um, you can reach out to us. Uh, if you go to thisxboxlife.com, click on the send voicemail um, little image that's on the right-hand side of the page. You can send us a voicemail. We got a couple this week, one from Vetterholic and two from Catflap1970. Uh, so if you want to be on the show and hear your voice on the show, that's a good way of doing it. You can also send well, us an email, contact at thisxboxlife.com. So, you know, I do want to mention that I don't know if people want to hear their voice on the show, but I want to hear their voice on the show. I'm tired okay. of listening to just Mark. I don't blame you. Yeah. And you, you probably feel the same way. You want to hear other people. Yes. All right. All right. So we did get two. Okay. So let's hear our first one from uh, Vetterholic. Hey, TXL. This is Jason, a.k.a. Vetterholic, from the HGP community. Uh, I don't play mobile games that often, but after listening to a HGP show that Ryan Gibson was on, uh, he recommended a game called Frag Pro Shooter. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I think you would like it because I've heard you talk about Clash Royale a lot on your show, and this is a Clash Royale. Uh, it's very addictive. Um, it's really worth the download. So I just thought I'd let you know. Uh, great show, and keep up the good work. Thanks, guys. He said Frag Pro Shooter, right? Yep, that's it. Yeah, I know, Ryan. Uh, so HTP, for those that don't know, probably everyone here does know, uh, that's the Horrible Gamers podcast. There's some friends of ours, uh, and um, they do a show every week. Um, and uh, Ryan Gibson, give eight seven seven seven. He's uh, he's talked to me about that, uh, uh, asking me to join and play it. And I don't know. It didn't look like anything that I would be interested in. And it's just another mobile game. It's like I'm I'm playing too many as it is. <laughs> I I probably put more time in mobile games every week than I do in my Xbox, and that's just wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. But you you mentioned earlier to me before the show, and we heard the the, the call. You've looked at it, right? Yeah. So I saw Ryan streaming it. I don't know a few weeks ago, and uh, it, it it looked interesting, and so it's a first person or third person uh, yeah first person i think it was shooter kind of like clash royale where there's like a central area with like bridges or whatever and uh um you know i could tell that he really enjoyed it now i have a lot of problems (laughs) with some mobile games (laughs) where i don't know if it's just me how i play or if it's my phone maybe going to be getting a new phone here sometime soon. So I'll, I'll see if maybe just the current uh, galaxy S nine, that's an issue. But uh, you know, whenever there's a game that has like a, a thumbstick control and where you use your like left thumb to move around for some reason, I lose like contact in the game. It's like my thumb never leaves the screen. 
but it's like all of a sudden my thumb's not moving anything anymore. It might be because I'm like, I don't know, going more in my fingertip than I am on the what fleshy meaty part of the thumb or something. Yeah. And, uh, like, you know, I, I really wanted to play, uh, brawl stars cause that's, you know, the new game that came out from supercell like a couple of years ago. And, you know, I really enjoyed it, but I just could not play it. Cause all of a sudden, you know, in the middle of a big match, like a, a big firefight, all of a sudden I'm, I'm just standing there. <laughs> And then I have yeah. to like, once I realize it, I have to lift my thumb and then replace it. And then I can start going again. So I, I've got to see if maybe uh frag pro shooter is any better in that respect. And, uh, you know, it, it looks fun. It, it looks interesting. Uh, you can upgrade your, your characters in there and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, it, to me, it really looks like a, single player not single player a first person clash royale-ish kind of clone with its own take on some stuff so uh i'm gonna give it a shot and uh let's see how it goes yeah i'll report back probably uh who knows maybe from now on i'll be going yeah clash royale and frag pro shooter that's that's my games all right thanks federholic for mm-hmm. uh the yeah, thank I'll you appreciate it oh totally Next, we got Cat Flap 1970. This is the first of two. Gentlemen. Good morning, gentlemen. Cat Flap 1970 here. So, um, Deliver Us the Moon, game of the month. That's really cool. I uh, hope the community are enjoying the game and uh, everyone comes out with uh, some little quirks from it. Uh, Wingman, the end. Um, at the end of this month, I, I'm still confused. I'm looking at the end a different way, I think. I'm looking at it at sort of a different angle. Never mind. Uh, game prices. Wow, these are really going up. I want to order Far Cry 6, which disappeared off the store, I see. Um, probably development issues. These games of the DLCs now mixed in, which I do like to buy, about £99 or £100. Let's call it credits. So we're looking at the $100, £100 now for a game. Wow. I remember when I was a kid, I'm sure they would buy an entire console. $100 or £100. Pounds. Um, how high are these prices going to go with games? That's a lot of money, isn't it, for, for a game? A lot of enjoyment, a lot of hours. Uh, Assassin's Odysseus, or the Greek one I'm playing, the map is so big, it's quite daunting. Could actually put me off. And I've heard rumours that the uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the map is too big. Can a map be too big in a game? And put the gamer off. Who knows? Not always chatting, chaps. Goodbye. We're good at the second one. Um, but he, okay, so the end of the month, um, I think what he's referring to is we were talking about when we're going to discuss the game. So, yes, the, the end of the month is Sunday, the 28th of February. So, our, our recording, our normal scheduled recording day. The last one we would be the twenty fifth of of February, so that's why we're going to discuss it, and then that way we can announce the next show for March, the next game for March, and then we'll be we can start. You know, um, it doesn't matter. I mean, you can you guys can always send us if you're not done with it, even if you finish in the middle of April. You know, April, right? You mm-hmm. can still send us a voicemail or an email, or, or you know, and we will. Um, 
talk about it and share your comments on the show whenever you do finish it. That's fine. Um, we're just trying to keep it like announce it just right before the start of the month. Uh, we may end up waiting till because if you know if we're going to doing Game Pass stuff, we might want to see what's new. So if we don't know by the twenty fifth what's coming new in April, then we might just wait to announce it. Um, we'll see how that goes, but it's new. It's only our second game, but uh, yeah, no rush. Uh, we want you guys to enjoy the game. So, um, as for can a game the open world be too big? What do you think, Rob? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I think it can be I, too big. Even yeah. if it's small, it can be too big if there's not a good fast travel system. Yeah. And I, I like my linear games. <laughs> I don't... A large open world. It's like, oh, man, where do I go? I, I, I like to go into a room and then see a door in the opposite corner of the room. And I'm like, that's where I need to go. Then I <laughs> go into a hallway. Okay, I need to get to the other side of the hallway. It's like, uh, that's that's my thing. Not kind of like, you know, put Rob in the middle of New York City or Long Island and then where do you want to go? Figure out where to go. <laughs> oh. But yeah, yes. Yeah, some can be too large, depending, I think, on how much time the person wants to put into it, right? So I, if, yeah. 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 If, if there's people that, you know, if, if it's a Skyrim folks or something like that, right? You know, those people are prepared to put in tons of hours into a game. And then at that point, for that kind of gamer, RPG gamer, you know, for them, maybe not, right? It it might not be too big because they will sit there and they will, you know, play a couple hundred hours of of, of a game. But I think for your casual gamer and for the gamer that likes to do a lot of, uh, in a lot of different games, there there is a tipping point of where it's too large because it, it forces them to have more of a time sink than they need to, especially moving around. But So yeah, fast travel is important. Have, yeah. have, you, ever seen, have you ever seen those Viva La Dirt League? I think it's their name. On Facebook and no. social media. They had this, so they, they do these like gaming-related skits and they had one it was uh it was fast travel in uh you know some kind of dungeon crawler or something so like the hero of the game goes up to the npc and this is all live action uh actors playing this so the hero goes up to the npc and he goes yeah i'd like to fast travel over here and then uh then you see like, you know, it kind of like fades out and then the person is like at their next, at their destination, they kind of look around and they, they run off and then it shows like what really happened. So you see the main character go up to the NPC, tells him that he wants to go to this, you know, other area. And then the NPC goes, what's that over there? And the guy's like, what? He's like, what's that? And he like distracts him and has him turn. And look, then he like hits him over the head mm-hmm. and he passes out or, you know, he gets knocked unconscious and then the NPC picks him up and he's dragging him for two days <laughs> to get to the <laughs> destination. Nice. And then he kind of like leaves him there <laughs> where, you know, he kind of wakes up and then 
he's uh he's there yeah yeah it's uh, they're they're pretty funny i think viva la dirt league i think they're like uh an australian i think group of uh like actors comedians that that do all sorts of like techie and uh like game related uh skits anyway yeah i think like especially in games what i don't like even in linear well linear usually don't do it usually aren't backtracking but it's like i don't mind having to travel or get somewhere in an open world game when i'm on a mission to go do it but like once i get there i hate having to travel back to turn the mission in or you know so it's like if i can get there and then fast travel back then i'm okay with it but i don't want to have to like i had a lot of problems with um red dead redemption um even though i played the first one a lot and i think i think that did open up eventually fast travels or i think there was in that original game um but i just remember lots of time of just riding your horse and it's just like to me riding my horse across the country try you know wasting to me it's a waste of time you know i you're gonna go on this mission yeah. but you know you've got a goal five thousand meters to the north there's nothing in between you know you're just traveling and it's just like that's a big waste of time and you really think about it you know these games that are like oh 80 hours of gameplay well how much of that is just <laughs> you traveling back and forth yeah if you really break it down and you stripped out all of that you probably got about eight hours of gameplay you know it's so you know the, the, i'm probably gonna get hate mail for it but it's just the way i am i don't i like to be active doing something um and and i know i've mentioned this like even last show where i can get bored like i like deep rock and Fortnite because it's yes you're traveling but you're always doing something on the way you're, you're looking for resources. You're doing this. You're trying to stay alive. You're looking, there's a lot of different things. You're trying to get challenges. It adds something to your travel. Deep rock is the same. You're mining for resources. You're trying to get a uh, grind, you know, get to that nitrite so you can restock your ammo before the next group comes in. There's, there's, you know, so it kind of keeps the excitement up where it's not just, you know, clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clop, you know, for 20 minutes while you're going across the, the map, um, you know, or driving, mm -hmm. you know, GTA yeah. or something. We'll go to the other end of the map, do this job and then drive all the way back. It's like, I spend all this time just going back and forth and that's and in uh, Forza horizon is a good example of that. And like when the game first came out, I loved it. You know, it was fun by the last one. I'm just like, I'm so tired of just driving around. I just want to race or I just want to, I don't mind driving if it's got a purpose to it, but just the back and forth and that, you know, it's just like, I'm, I get bored with that. And it, it's like, takes me kind of out of the enjoyment of the game. So I don't enjoy that aspect of open world games. It's, it's too real life. Yeah. Like, I'm here to play a like game. Having to leave home, <sighs> driving to Costco. And then driving to, I don't know, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Cause you have, to, cause you have to go to Taco Bell after uh, Costco. Cause you just spent like a couple hundred bucks on food. So you have to buy fast food. 
And and so that's a, that's a funny. I just thought of this as you were talking about that. So nowadays, do we have fast travel? You know, in a roundabout way in our real life, because you can order food and groceries delivered, right? Anything you can basically get anything delivered straight to your house. Is that kind of a form of fast travel? Because you don't have to go there. It kind of comes to you. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think it's just uh, you're deferring the travel to somebody else. <laughs> That's all it is. I don't have to do it. So, yeah. But <laughs> what people not, will do for money. Not that it's fast, but all right. Mm-hmm. He's got another uh, uh, voicemail here. Let's give that one a listen to. Hi, guys. Cap Cap 1970 here. I always forget the second part of my thing. Um, the preview program for the Xbox. I've got both my One X and my S in the Alpha program. Um, I believe it goes the Omega, then the Delta, then the Beta, and I'm in the Alpha skip ahead. Very reliable is all I can say. Um, the rollouts they've just done had a huge patch download, which uh, downloaded incredibly quick, um, thanks to the modern systems we now enjoy. As it makes me remember, seeing those in the 1980s, I used to work for a company called Northern Telecom, or Northtown Networks, working on great projects. And the speeds then were only just starting to steam now. So 4.5 terabyte downloaded in record time. Amazing. Um, interesting rollouts from the Alpha. Um, should be good for all of us. A much more stable system, I believe, and uh, a few little extra bits in there as well. Are any of you guys still in the Alpha systems or, or the uh, bits and bobs? Is anyone in the community uh, involved in it either? As always, chaps, thanks for the show. So... I'll, I'm going to answer first just because I've had other systems in the past in in the preview program. I actually just enrolled my Series X in two days ago, <laughs> um, and I signed up for, they had the Beta, Delta, or Omega, I think it was, and I believe that the Omega, I, I if I heard him right, I may have heard him wrong, but I think it sounded to me like he had those reversed where the alpha is like, do they get it first? Uh, yeah. That's the, the skip ahead. That's the bleeding edge. That's what you're mm-hmm. on. Right. Yeah. And, but you can't, I don't know. You can't apply for that. Uh, you get beta, um, Delta and Omega. So I applied for the beta, which means after stuff rolls out to the alpha group, then it goes to the beta group. Um, and then the Delta is they even get less updates. Um, and then the, the Omega updates, like we're going to roll it out. We're basically, and to me, I take it as this is probably final revision. We're going to give it to these people right before we release it to everyone, just as a last check to make sure there's nothing reported on a mat on a bigger scale, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, so I, I'm assuming I'm in, I didn't check it. Can take a while to get approved. Um, I've been in it before, so they probably will do it. I've never had a problem before, but uh, we'll see. So I I can't say for Series X. Uh, my Xbox One experience was rough, and that's why I think when this one I didn't put it in initially. But the other day I was like, yeah, I should probably do it again. 
I don't know why I probably regret it, but Rob, you could speak to this because you've been in alpha for a while and you were mm-hmm. complaining about it to me just the other day. <laughs> yeah. For a different reason. And I did want to mention, so Keflap mentioned uh, Nortel networks and I'm like, Whoa, that's a blast from the past. Remember Nortel, they were in that building. You used to work at, at, uh, over in, uh, after the place that we worked at together. Nortel wasn't. Yeah, it was the building. Remember uh, up on the top, there was the sign. And then over the holidays, they would uh, oh, blank oh, out oh. the RT. I'm so sorry. it said Noel. Yes, that's, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the wrong. No, okay. I skipped an employer. Yep. I know what you mean. Yeah. Out in Schaumburg. Yep. 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 Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm very familiar with them. <laughs> personally but uh yeah blast from the past but uh yeah I've, I've been in the bleeding edge whatever it's been called pretty much since day one it's, you know i gotta get the new stuff for good or bad and and i apologize ahead of time but i'm gonna say it it's been pretty good so far and i know i just jinxed it and it's going to be like terrible. I'm, should I knock on? I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now. I did it for you too. Yeah. Or I'm knocking on veneer, <laughs> veneer and uh, pressed wood. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, fairly good. I I do have a gripe with the. I don't know if it's just the alpha or if everybody's got this kind of situation, but I've got my Xbox series X, which is the main system that I play in right now. I've got it set up to auto update the apps and auto update the OS. And it doesn't seem to do either of them automatically. And I'm like, what's the point of this in particular? Like I'll boot up or sometimes I just leave it on. I I turned off the automatic turn off system that it's got. But, you know, I'll switch over to it on my monitor and then I see it sitting there like I have a 500 meg upload or download to update, hit start update. (laughs) And so Mark and I were talking about, you know, playing deep rock after the show here. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to check my system just to see if it's on start update. Sure enough, it was. (laughs) And so it downloaded it. And then the last time that we played, was it Wednesday? The last time that we played, it did a 561 meg update, because I remember that. And then once that finished, it said it needed to do a 4.1 gig update. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Why? Why? Why do they have that setting for it to update, but it doesn't update? And then... At any given time, I'll actually, you know, look at, uh, you know, I'll go into my a- apps and games and then I'll, I'll click over to updates and there's like seven, eight things in there that need to be updated. W- w- I-, I don't get it. W- what's the point of auto updating? It should auto update. Mine doesn't now because I actually turned the instant on off. So because it powers up so fast anyways, I don't leave that. I just let it fully shut down every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I don't get that. Yeah, I won't get that anymore. But it never worked for me. Or I should say it rarely worked for me. Mm-hmm. I, I on the Xbox one. There were times that I'd turn it on and it 
oh, look, you know, it was a very obvious that it had updated overnight. But most of the time it'd be like, there's an update. Same thing. So it's like, I don't know. They, that doesn't seem to be fully resolved or <laughs> figured and, 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 out. You know, right. So I was thinking about it after we talked. Like, you know, maybe it's got something to do with like, you know, let's say if you're in the middle of a game and then you like pause the game essentially by going to the home screen, right? Yeah. Which is technically not how you should be. (laughs) You shouldn't be doing that technically, right? You should be properly saving and getting out of it, not just, uh, you know, pausing it with the OS like that. But anyway... So I was thinking, I'm like, maybe they don't want to screw up your game, right? If it automatically updates overnight, like Windows does, right? Windows 10, yeah, which pisses me off a lot because I I leave my work computer on all the time and my home machine too. And I have tons of things open in Windows. I've got browser tabs open of stuff that I was working on. I have Word documents, Excel documents, PDFs. I mean, you name it, it's, it's all up there. And then, you know, I'll, you know, go to start working in the morning and I'm looking at a login screen and I'm like, crap, Mm -hmm. you know, thankfully like word, you know, has it's like save and I've learned like the notes. Sometimes I use notepad plus plus for taking notes and stuff like that. And thankfully that one keeps things. Right. There's like an auto save that it does. If you don't save it, it still hangs on to it. So, anyway, with Windows, it does it just fine and never when you want it to. <laughs> Whereas the Xbox doesn't seem to update when you do want it to. And they're both for Microsoft. Can't they, like, you know, solve this somehow? You know, go to the Windows team, figure out how to do this. Or maybe I just have some wrong expectations. Maybe I have a misunderstanding. Maybe I, when I'm looking at the setting that says keep my games and apps updated, and I forgot what the OS one is, like keep my system updated. Maybe I'm misunderstanding those. (laughs) Maybe they have some different purpose. Maybe you're using the system wrong. Yeah, there you go. You're not quitting your game. You're just dashboarding, and now it, it, you know, it's still in the background. Maybe your system's going, oh, he's not ready. But the stupid thing is that, okay, so this is what I was thinking about afterwards. But your your controller goes quiet for six hours. You'd think, okay, he's probably not going to play. Yeah, Let's update well, it. <laughs> well, eventually the system goes into the update and you can't do anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like it logs you out of Xbox Live. Mm-hmm. And like, even if you say, so you can either go offline or start update, right? Yeah. That's, that's the two settings. So it's like, what's the point at that point? I already can't do anything with the system. So just do the stupid update. So I don't have to trigger it and then sit there waiting for five, 10 minutes for it to finish. Wow. Uh, we are in the wrong section for you. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, you get just, to be okay. uh, just a little. We need break. an intervention. Yeah, maybe. Actually, I'd be curious if any listeners have uh, where it actually works for them. <laughs> I'd 
like to know because it doesn't work great for Mark and I. And uh, or or maybe it's just uh, you know an alpha skip ahead thing. I don't know insider program. Maybe that's what hoses it. Could be. Yeah. You you would think in that, but you would think in that program that they would do it more often to see well, there's more updates. how things are. Yeah, yeah. Cause especially as many updates that it would just do it. Yeah. You know, Which, but again, there, there might be something there thinking you're still in a game and it's not going to do it. Cause what you don't want is to be in middle of deep rock tonight and all of a sudden pew, you're gone. Cause it right. rebooted and updated. But the system knows when you're playing, right? Um, it should know. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's got input from the controller. <laughs> it it knows when it's gone idle. Yeah. Right? So because in the alpha program, there's what? Probably three updates a week. So it's three updates. Then if you play regularly, that's three updates you have to trigger. Yeah. To kick off. <laughs> Gives you something to do. Yeah, I guess. Anyway. All right. Well, let's move on. And uh, I got a big question for you, Rob. I was thinking about this earlier and I was just like, I wonder, you know, E3 is always an exciting time for gamers. It always has been. And, you know, last year we didn't really, we had, well, let me back up probably about what, the last three years now so i think two years ago we had some some of these companies started to kind of back out of e3 save money it's expensive some of you know and then some have started doing things in their on their own but still are in at the same time and in the area the same area of where e3 is happening um and then last year you know there really was no e3 it was it was all vi- uh, virtual um, events and, you know, everybody's stuck at home. And uh, currently, um, you know, we still, most of the United States is still under lock and key. Um, there's a few states that are open. I might have to move here soon because uh, mine isn't. But, uh, um, you know, with this going to be, and I think you told me earlier, it's confirmed that E3 this year is going to be digital only. Um, so that'll be two years in a row with no physical E3 presence. Do you, do you think E3 is essentially dead? Um, does this, is this, because even before the pandemic, I think we kind of were starting to see E3 getting, you know, more and more people were jumping ship. And now I'm just wondering if the, 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 COVID is the final nail in the coffin for E3 and will this become a, a, a basically a dead event and will, will this continue or can't, can it continue and be viable in an, in an all digital way? So 2021 E3 is in remote learning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want it to go to hybrid. <laughs> for, <laughs> oh, yeah. If not full, uh, in convention center (laughs) called flex here so yeah (laughs) you can go into e3 on monday and wednesday but you gotta do it through zoom on tuesdays and thursdays (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
and then and those that go on Monday and two or Monday and Tuesday or Monday Wednesday then yeah then those that were in the zooms on Monday Wednesday can go into the building on Tuesdays and Thursdays right yeah 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 so alternate. Yeah, Monday, Monday and Tuesday is going to be people uh you know last names A through L and <laughs> yep. then Thursday Fridays M through Z so like you and I can never go together <laughs> yeah and uh yeah but uh so yeah there's there's been a couple of things with E3 over the past couple of years and you know some of these big conventions you know they just get so bloated and it's like you know companies spend millions of dollars to get their booths in there and you know to wow people and then what like Microsoft also does you know the big um keynote thing with Phil Spencer and it's like what across the street I think, or something like that in the yeah. Microsoft theater. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately you got to look at it, I, I guess from, you know, a couple of different viewpoints. First of all, like re- realistically, how many people get to go, right? Especially if, if they're out of towners, right? Cause it's expensive. It was like, I mean, I don't know what the, what they, cost recently but i remember when we were looking at it like years ago it was like this wasn't like nine hundred dollars a ticket yeah it was to go. insane yeah and what are you going to get out of it you know you're, you're going to see in person the same stuff that you're going to see on youtube and websites that same week uh like you know don't don't get me wrong i i love my conventions like i love my gen con and like y- you name it and you know, I've been to CES before and, you know, I enjoyed that as well. But, um, you know, realistically for the average person, it's not something that we'll ever attend. And it's almost like dedicated to, you know, journalists or industry people and, you know, some people that can afford to shell out the money or get a ticket somehow. So, you know, with that kind of in mind, and plus, you know, how much it's going to take to have a, you know, a company do their presentation there. It's like, well, what makes sense? It's like, do we really need it? And the last couple of years, there's been companies that have been dropping out, right? Didn't like Nintendo not have anything in what, 2019? Yeah, they've had their, what is it what they're called? I think it's called the Treehouse event for I think three years now. I believe they've been out of the last two E3s uh, physically. Well, I, I get, you know, everyone was out physically this last year, but the two years prior to that, I think Nintendo had their Treehouse event. And, and then last year, like, I believe Sony, I think Sony, it wasn't Sony out. Was that, no, that was two, maybe two years ago where they did that flute guy or something. I don't think that that wasn't this. Or maybe that was two years ago, um, where they kind of did their own thing outside and different events because they pulled out. Um, and then it's like, so Microsoft was basically kind of the only one there like two years ago out of the big names. And then this year, you know, it was all digital, but they were still across the street and did it in their own theater where they've been doing it. But it shows that we don't need the E3 I think in this digital world, we don't need E3 anymore. We don't need, 
the convention and the, these all these companies can still get the message out for a lot cheaper and they can do it whenever they want they can do it multiple times a year if they want and still save a ridiculous amount of money compared to what one if one event that only the journalists get into so i don't know if e3 will come back in its original form and even if it does are the companies going to be there to be a part of it yeah and is that good or bad for the industry well i think it industry wise i don't know if e3 really matters to the big players so like your microsoft your sony's you know like the the console developers mm-hmm. ubisoft you know ea activision whatever i don't know if it matters to them it's probably more important to the little guy right the small developers the small studios like i'll, I'll say like um like deep rocks studio right it's like 20 people that make that game so if they want their game seen by the public or something like that, you know, they might want to get over there somehow, but it could be prohibitively expensive too. Oh yeah. The little guys might not be able to do it unless they partner with somebody else. But, but you know, uh, so, oh man, what's the name of that company? Uh, what's, what's that company that makes them? Deep Rock. They got that skull. Coffee stain. No ghost coffee. Ship, yeah, ghost, ghost, ghost ship, ship games. Ship games. Yeah, with coffee stain publishing, I think. But it's yeah, so coffee stain. You know, they might have a presence there, and then you know, oh, I forgot their name already. Ghost, ghost ship games. Ship. <laughs> <laughs> and my my short term memory, it's it's toast. But uh, you know, so there, there's something to be said for the exposure, right? in something like that and you're getting all the journalists to see it. Cause that's, that's really what its purpose was. Right. Right. E3 was there to showcase all the new stuff. And originally like years ago, like, um, what up until the mid nineties, what is now E3 was really part of CES because all of the arcade makers and the video game stuff, it was always part of CES, you know? So, you know, along with the refrigerators and, you know, vacuums and TVs, you had the video games. And then in the mid nineties, they had E3 and then, um, all of the video game people left CES at that point. And where I'm going with this ultimately is that back then, you know, this is how you got your stuff shown, right? But that was while the internet was still in its infancy. Is back in the early nineties. I mean, we were still what, Prodigy and AOL? Yeah. Right? For our internet. I remember I don't even remember when it was now, but uh, you know, I remember having Prodigy with dial up, and that's how I got to my first website ever. Yeah. And uh, you know, that was when we relied on magazines. Right, you read something first in a magazine, you know, whatever the magazine was, and now it's a whole different world. Print magazines are kind of 
you know, always lagging, right? By a couple of weeks, you know, whatever's front page, you already knew for weeks because you saw it on Reddit, you saw it on IGN, whatever. And, uh, you know, the, the environment is, uh, definitely different now than it was. So it's like, do we need E3? Probably not, but it's a tradition. Do you know, you know what I'm saying? It's a tradition. It's still fun. It's still cool to go see it. But I think this is really going to cause companies to kind of rethink things. Um, however, I do want to say that it's really easy for a company to go virtual with this stuff and do like a garbagey presentation. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Make it like kind of cringy and painful to watch. Like, and um, then they'll just get ridiculed. Oh, what's the name of that company? Um, oh, I can't think of their name. I, it's on the tip of my tongue, too. Devolver. Mm, yeah. Oh, their their shows are horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, what are what is wrong with these people? Yeah, it's their shows are so bad. It's like I have no intention of even playing their games. It's it's like I don't even want to because they're just yeah. bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want more of those. That's for sure. For sure. Oh yeah. And I bet it's C and not CS. E three's always been big for uh, even like industry people. You know, they get to get together and then go to the awesome after parties <laughs> that you know they're eating their lobster and caviar yeah and tomahawk steaks or whatever mm-hmm. okay so but that so we're just talking about e3 what about other events packs gamescom uh tokyo game show you know what about those is that does that mean we don't need any of them because i mean i've only been to i've been to a ces long ago actually you with you and and then i've been to pax a couple years ago and i i thought pax was really cool i i really did enjoy it um mm-hmm. but it was more of just i don't the standing in line and playing the games is like, you know, it's it takes too long, and it really wasn't worth it, in my opinion, to stand in line and basically play a game that's not going to be out for years. Yeah. Um, or that would even change, like Torchlight Frontiers, which doesn't exist and became Torchlight 3. But, um, you know, it's just to stand in line all that time, it's like, it, it was neat to be there and experience and walk around and the noise, uh, the people, the just the video games everywhere, and that was exciting. But I, you know, I don't think I necessarily learned anything. Where if I'd watched something like if I went to E three, I don't think I'd learn. I wouldn't know as much. I because you'd spend the day just walking around, but mm-hmm. like when you're watching it from home, you get to see the the keynotes. You get the and you see you can see them all within like the two days, just a couple of hours. You can watch Sony's, Microsoft, Nintendo's, and anybody else's you want, like EA and Ubisoft, right? And you can get them in a couple hours, and you walk away knowing pretty much everything you need to know. Where walking around, you don't really get that, but you get the excitement of being there, you know, mm-hmm. being a part of the event and 
you know. Um, so I, it's sad to see that go, but I don't know if any of those shows will come back. Because I don't know if they're going to be needed. Now they'll have done at least two years. I think most of these shows will probably have done two years straight of digital events. So will they will they go back? <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's a good question. I know the I bet that uh the E three company, the guys that do that, whatever I forgot their name, but uh you know, they're gonna be pushing for it, right? Because that's their bread and butter. Right. It's like a year's worth of work to get that convention to go down. Yeah. And even for uh even for all of the companies doing it, because I remember there was like a, I don't know if it was like a behind the scenes video that they did two years ago. So this was what, twenty nineteen? There's a behind the scenes video that they did for E three and they showed like uh oh, this is Xbox they showed like some of the stuff that they were doing, all the teams that were involved. And then they showed like, okay, it's all over. And, you know, big, you know, everybody's like cheering. It's like, yeah, it's over. And then the lady goes, okay, time to start for next year. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I believe it. Right. Yep. Yep. It does. It takes them a year just to, but that's, a, I mean, an event like this, all these events is, them all going away puts a lot of people out of work too. Mm-hmm. And it impacts, think of all, you know, the event centers don't get the money. The vendors in the event centers don't get the money. And I'm talking about like the food vendors, you know, the, the people that own those stadiums and these conference centers. And, you know, there's a lot of those, they, there's a lot of people that are employed through those. So they're going to be gone. All the hotels and restaurants around those areas are f- going to feel that impact of that lost business. Cause those conventions bring in a tremendous amount of people. Oh yeah. You know, so it, it is sad on multiple levels to see it go away, but oh sure, I, you know, but in the grand scheme, it saves the company's money and it doesn't, it's only gonna, I mean, the event, I think only uh, really is going to impact a few people because, you know, you look at all the millions of people that get this, it, you know, enjoy these events virtually anyways. Cause like you said, we can't go, they're too expensive. Um, mm-hmm. or you can't get tickets or whatever, you know, at least you can, you can still enjoy it. So it won't, may not for people who never attend, it won't really change much unless once the company that handles, what is it? The EA, ASA or the does E3, um, if it's completely disbanded, then everybody's on their own. So you wouldn't have like, you know, you're not going to get Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo all to come together, plus all these other companies going, hey, let's all put on a show around the same time virtually. Everybody's just going to do their own thing. And then this big event that we've all, gamers have loved every year, it's just not there anymore. It's yeah, like, yeah. now we're waiting around for whenever, uh, what what is it called? Um, inside Xbox? Yeah. The, you know, they said what last year? Oh, we're going to do one every month starting in May. Uh, up till the release of the Xbox, they only did like two. Yeah. That's like, what the heck? Like that was a big failure on Microsoft's part. As they said, they were going to do one every month and then it, then they didn't. So I don't know what the deal was there, but that was a big disappointment. Cause it's like, you get all your Xbox gamers prior to your new console releasing. You said, you're going to do this. We're tuning in every month and you're not doing it. Um, and not even saying anything about it. 
really stinks. So I, 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 I sad because the, the convention brings everyone together at the same time and we get big sure. news that's going to go away. And yeah. that, I think that kind of stinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supposedly there's like a big push for like, uh, you know, online convention stuff this year. We'll, we'll see. I bet they I bet they uh, had to be pretty creative with stuff, right? Yeah, probably. To uh, you know, to get the stuff on a platform and 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 I really don't remember how they handled it last year, the E3 uh component itself, but I believe this year it would be a lot better than it was last year cuz last year they had no time to prepare. Yeah. Right. Now they had a year to plan. Now it was probably like a contingency thing, right? It's like they probably had a plan for if it was going to be digital. And then at the same time, maybe to pivot to do it in person if, if things, uh, you know, opened up earlier or something. But yeah, I, I'd probably say this year, all the way around, all of that content around E3 will probably be better produced than oh, it was last year. So, and, yeah. and especially since, you know, things are, you know, kind of improving to be more open now than they were, you know, last year. I mean, last year it was still like, you know, the sky is falling. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all had to be rushed. I mean, I yeah. do... You know, definitely, it'll be interesting to see if they can improve it. But again, it's still basically on everybody to handle it themselves, right? Mm -hmm. It's not going to be, it's not, because E3, I think, to survive, they're going to have to be the platform. Like, they're going to be the ones delivering everything sure. digitally. And it's like, okay, Microsoft, you're going to bring your content to us and we're going to disperse it through our, like, like our TV network, if you will. Like, you know, bring your content here and we're going to put it out. Well, Microsoft's like, we don't need to do that. Sony doesn't need to do that. Nintendo doesn't need to do that. They've already done it on their own. So I don't see how, how this can survive, but yes, hopefully it will be better because yeah, I can't imagine those people were scrambling, you know, because the world basically came to a halt. What? Two months prior to last E3. Mm-hmm. You know, imagine, so. <laughs> imagine all those people trying to plan E3 scrambling. And at the same time, all their kids are home. <laughs> yeah. And then going, Oh, everything we've been doing for the last year, scrap it. We're now yeah. put something together virtually. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. That's why it basically wound up being like, uh, you know, a Microsoft teams call <laughs> for Xbox. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, because yeah, it was uh, it was all those guys and what Phil, they had their stuff taped. Yeah, everything was done ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they can do it in their own theater, just with the people and just you know, sans masks and all that crap. Ooh, don't get me started. Um, but anyways. So mm -hmm. it'll be, you know, let us know what you guys think. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the future of gaming conventions or 
you know, conventions as a whole, um, Comic Con and Gen Con and stuff like, you know, the other things that you guys all attend, um, you know, are they going to come back? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Rob? No, no, I'm good. All right. Well, we got a special, uh, a special thing for our everybody today. All right, it's been a while, and uh, you know, I actually had to stretch for this. I just haven't anything to rant about lately, and I, I, I don't. I got to be honest, I don't really have something to rant about today. This one's kind of forced because I know people like to hear me rant, and I wanted to give you guys <laughs> give something. But you know, I want to know where the heck is my X Cloud on iPhone? You know, um, why? Uh, and even more than that, where the rant really comes into play is. Why can't I play xCloud or Game Pass games on my Surface tablet? Why do I have to have an Android device to play Xbox Cloud games or Game Pass? Why? Why, Microsoft? Why is it on Android and not on Windows? It's your own OS. You own it. It should have been on Surface first. Should have been on Windows 10 first. I'm a little irritated. You know, we've got other, uh, you know, game streaming has been around for a little while. It's it's still pretty new. But, you know, leading up to the Series X, Microsoft was, was talking a lot about cloud gaming. And that with the Xbox Series X, we were going to have the ability to stream. Like, if I wanted to leave... I could play games that were on my Series X and stream them to wherever I was from my own console, not even having to be part of xCloud, right? It's like it it will create that essentially for me. Where is that? What happened to that? It's like they've gone dark. It's gone quiet. And all I've heard is Android. Um, I see these things coming in Game Pass, and it's like, oh, this game on Android. Why not on Windows 10? Why not on iPhone? I get the iPhone thing. That, you know, Apple's being jerks. So I get that. Um, I, I know they're working on that, but I want, why not? Why not? I got this Surface tablet that would be great to game, play Xbox games on. Why can't I do that now? Why was that not one of the first things that it was available on? Microsoft, you're on my list. I had to rant at you, and I don't like doing that, but you're on my list. I want it fixed. I want it taken care of. I want it now. All right? Get it done. Okay, Rob, Rob, What you got for us today? What you got? What you got? What you got? What Give us a list of games that we can buy and play. Okay, Rob, I would like to add to that last segment. I don't know what the heck you're talking about, dude. They played just fine on my 
Galaxy S9. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, on your Android. Yes. All right, so for the week of February 9th through the 12th, we have uh, uh, some uh, better than average stuff this week, I think. Should we flip-flop with these, or you want me to go through them? Oh, we can we can flip-flop a little bit. All right, so we'll go two at a time. How's that? Sounds good. So, so February 9th, we had the Wild 8. And I had no idea about this game, but I sort of like that look. It's got that uh, art style kind of, of um, Deep Rock a little bit. I don't know what you would call it, those like weird edges on things. And something about a plane crash, eight survivors are stranded in the middle of nowhere in Alaska and uh, survive and live to tell the tale of the wild eight. And then we have hashtag Sanuka attack. Okay, this is on February 10th. And this is some kind of puzzler. It's a blend of pool ball physics and 2D platforming. Okay. Looks terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, on February 10th, optimized for the Series X and S is Ultra Goodness 2. This is a bloody mess of dynamic and fun action. It's about the struggle between good and evil. Um, it's uh, I guess it's an action game with time manipulation and the availability of a permanent companion cat. Um, again, doesn't so that. Yeah. So do you think this game uses the velocity engine? Uh, No. Does it use ray tracing? No. (laughs) It looks about the same as Roombo. (laughs) Which I almost bought yesterday. I was oh, looking at it. I'm like, hmm. I just it's like I want it's four bucks. Like I just want to almost have to buy it just to say I did. And I played Roomba. <laughs> it's four bucks, right? Mm-hmm. What what's not a big loss? Um on the February eleventh, man, these these are all oh, these look terrible. Um a game called A Ground. Again, I hate to criticize because you know, I'm not developing. I'm not a game developer, but oh, it says as, as one of the last human survivors, you find yourself stranded on an uninhabited island with a few other victims of the crash. Can you craft, mine, and build your way to survival? It's a mining crafting RPG where as you progress, you'll meet new NPCs, unlock a new technology, and maybe magic too. Um, yeah. No thanks. Then we have Night's Retreat on February 11th. It's a chess-ish game. It's like a chess puzzle game, maybe? A chess game without any chess. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this picture that we're looking at screenshot, it's got, like, knights and then, like, apparently, like, spots where they can go. And um, I, it looks like you probably use the movement of chess pieces to solve these puzzles. And then uh, Little Nightmares 2. I know some folks are probably uh, excited about this one. This has smart delivery on it. Uh, comes out February 11th. So that was what, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. So it came out Thursday. And uh don't think that uh need to really say much about that. But uh, yeah, Little Nightmares too. Okay. 
Uh, also February 11th on the road, the truck simulator. I just don't understand these. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's gotta be a European thing. Cause these games always seem to be taking place in Europe too. So, um, but yeah, it's a truck simulator in, in Germany. Um, and then also let's see on February 12th, Xbox one X enhanced endurance space action. This is a pixel art top down shooter with old school retro vibes. Uh, the goal being to survive on the spacecraft and find out what happened to the crew, how a disease spread out around the spaceship and also rescue your friends that get into, tr- into trouble. Yeah. Some of those simula- simulation games, I mean, people just love them, you know, like the train ones, right. And yeah. Uh, farming. Yeah. It, uh, it, it, I think it's it relaxing. Goes back, probably. Oh, right? I, it's to me, it goes back to like what you said. It's like real life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, I don't know. I just don't get it. But some people don't understand why I like deep, why we like deep rock and Fortnite. So, you know, different. Uh, yeah. I, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to see how, uh, on the road, the truck simulator would fare. If, if, if they had people, let's say like, uh, you know, having to drive through Chicago in rush hour <laughs> on a Friday. Yeah. So it's like two and a half hours of solid stop and go traffic. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, it'd be that popular, but who knows? And then uh, on the twelfth, we have firework. Wow, uh, supposedly pays homage to Mega Man X and Cave Story. Then we have Outbreak: The Last Hope Definitive Edition. Uh, this is optimized for Series X and S. Like the next two. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were going to talk about it, but. Yes, okay, I will. So it's, uh, there's a mother's desperate search for her daughter during an epidemic. Maybe fitting for 2020, who knows? And uh, it's, it follows the story of uh, Gwen as she escapes an urban center during the outbreak and uh, she gets separated from her daughter. And she has to fight the undead to survive and save her daughter. It, I mean, from the screenshots, one of the better looking games. Yeah. So it's not pixel art. No. Um, next on the 12th is Persian nights Two: the moonlight veil, uh, travel to save an object. That's yeah. all that needs to be said. Hidden object. Okay. Hidden object game. There you yeah. go. Robophobic, also on the 12th. Uh, this is a 70s sci-fi inspired top-down arcade shooter that has a unique twist. Enemies won't move or attack while you're standing still. So use your skills to avoid being surrounded by the robots as you unfold a rich story full of love, hate, and machines. Hmm. Okay. Then Rover Wars Battle for Mars, February 12th. I want to say this one came out on Steam. A while ago. Could be. But uh, yeah, resource management, farming, building, strategy, etc. As uh, you have a rover on Mars. Right? Then we have the story tale. And uh, it's a fairy tale platformer with booms, explodes, and shatters. 
where heroes fight with cursed weapons, and they tend to forget spells. But don't worry, nobody gets hurt. Hmm. Yeah, very pixelarty. Yeah. And that's it. All right. So uh, I did want to add, I looked up something on the automatic updates. Okay. So apparently, if you have system updates turned on, and if you have the games and apps turned on, and oops, and your power mode and startup, you you have if you have external storage, you unchecked when Xbox is off, turn off storage. So that has to be unchecked. And under the power mode, you have instant on selected. Then, supposedly what's supposed to happen is your console will check, and they say fairly aggressively, about finding and applying updates. There is a nightly maintenance window between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m., whatever your local time is. Okay, so middle of the night, and I saw supposedly uh, for certain titles, it doesn't check um, like super often, like, you know, to keep the traffic down. But uh, if all of that is set and it knows about the update, it will apply the update with updates within a minute or two of you turning off your console so maybe that's the key it needs to be turned off for updates to happen if it's on they won't i'll have to tinker with it see if that's the case because like i said i mine doesn't turn off so Right. We'll see. And I, I may have an answer for my rant. According to the verge back in December, they had an article about this. So looks like X cloud beta is coming to iOS and PC in this spring. Um, so they said it's going to be, it's included as part of Xbox game pass ultimate subscription. Um, the, let's see, they're going to the PC version will be delivered through the Xbox app for Windows 10. And the iOS, uh, Xbox Cloud to iOS, will be coming via mobile web app sometime in early 2021. And that's due to the issues that Apple put on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, we should have, hopefully, the Surface tablet and the iPads and phones. Those should be available to do xCloud gaming, hopefully, by the summer. So. Should be hopefully as early as the spring, but things can get pushed. But maybe we'll have something here in another month or two to talk about. Okay, cool. All right. What's or it? You can done? just get a Samsung. <laughs> whatever. Or whatever. Nah, yeah. nah. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. All right, man. Take us out of here. Right. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks uh, to learn your lesson for the music. 
that is it for episode 596. And I actually remembered the number. Probably because we talked about it at the beginning. Because <laughs> I usually have to uh, look at the top at the screen at the show notes. And uh, yeah, 596. I am Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch y'all next week. I'm Mark, aka Wingman709, taking off.